Elizabeth is not just a realtor. She's your trusted advisor, passionate about helping you find your dream home or achieve top dollar for your property. Get ready for expert tips on finding a way out. The rooms that you're in matter. Yeah. And if there's not a room to move in, then create one. Being yourself. Oh, we all bring different gifts to the table. We bring strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and all these other things. Anything that is organic or authentic to who you are, there's a reason behind it and people are gonna see the passion and they wanna be a part of it. Starting a chain reaction. So now we're elevating other people that they're finding their voice, they're finding their confidence. And when you find your voice and your confidence in yourself, then that cascades to so many other things. It cascades to your family, it cascades to your community, to your business. Working with passion, when you are doing something something you love, it's not a job and it just flies by. I mean, it's funny, people are like, well, you took a big risk early on. And I said, I didn't take a risk. I was content, but that's not good. And engaging conversations that will empower you in your work and life balance. In business and in my life, comparison kills joy. There's so many external influences and, and we can look at social media or we can look Pressure at- and Yeah, and other people up on stages or other people's businesses. And that's not who I am, but then you start comparing yourself to somebody and you're like, Oh, I'm not doing enough, or I'm not enough, or, you know, the reality is I am enough. Welcome to the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. I'm the founder and your host, Nicole Christofferson. And today's guest is an eight-time icon. And I say this because she's also a mother of four, a fantastic friend, a community advocate, and an inspiration to people around the globe. Um, please welcome Elizabeth Riley. Hello, friend. Thank Hi. you for having me. This is so fun. Thank you for coming in to hang with me. We've done a lot of talks over time, but today we're going to get candid and have some fun and let our listeners learn a little bit more about you and how you tick every day, every week, every month. Let's do it. I'm in. Because you do not stop. I don't stop. And I know <laughs> specifically this year, I want to tune in. You've been really focusing on your work-life balance and your health, and you look fantastic. So Tell me a little bit about what you've done this year to kind of keep going, because this girl hits the air and hits the skies and is rolling on wheels every day, every week. It's crazy. You know, sometimes I look back and it is kind of crazy, but in the moment, I'm just doing. Do you know what to do when you're not going somewhere? No, no. Okay. Uh, I read this book and, you know, I always used to say, and I always used to joke, I thrive in chaos because I grew up in a very large family, lots of craziness, lots of chaos. Nothing was ever the same. And so I used to say I thrive in chaos, but um, I was reading this book and all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, uh, I was talking about being addicted to chaos. And I think that's really what it is. And that's not a good thing necessarily because I don't know how. It, it's a habit. It's like a we habit. have these yeah. habits though, right? Like yeah. you're used to going, you have a cadence of your life and right. like the pace you, you run on. So when you shift gears, which is what I kind of like to call it, you kind of don't know what to do with your time or like because you're not following a calendar or a schedule. Right. And you have that freedom. Right. And there's so many things I want to do and I love to do. And um, I just get pulled in a million different directions. But, you know, that's one of the things in 2024 I'm going to be really focused on, too, is because I don't really believe that there's a balance. You know, you just kind of have to adjust for where you are in your life. But, uh, yeah, just taking some more me time. Yep. And uh, I was starting to not feel so great. And I had to step back and say, you know, I don't feel like I'm taking care of me. I'm not eating well. I was literally living in coffee shops and I don't drink coffee usually. I do now. She always says this, but I do see her drink coffee often, which I, tells you that she needs it. <laughs> I do now, right? Because I was always in meetings and coffee shops, but I was that's what I was living on. And um, I had to go, you know, just get all that cleaned up and get my system cleaned up and start eating healthy and start 
just taking care of me because if I'm not doing well or if I'm not at my best, then nobody else You benefits. need the energy to run the engine. Like yeah. you need that energy. And we I talk about it a lot with my guests um, and a lot with people that I mentor about my lifestyle and my nutrition and stuff like that. And it's not like I'm not a meal prepper. I don't eat the same thing every day. All of it's like consistency and lifestyle. So you know what I mean? When your time allocations and responsibilities adjust, you adjust how your meals are going to fit into that. And when it becomes consistent, it's your lifestyle. Yeah. So then you're like, okay, I'm not going to eat at a coffee shop. I need to leave time to pick up a sandwich or order something or get something a little bit better for my body. Or even eat breakfast in the morning because then what would happen is I was starving and then you just grab whatever you you find. So yeah, lots of changes. Um, you know, being a mom of four, I've got very busy kids. They're and all at different grades and ages. Yeah. So you've got one getting ready to apply for colleges, which is oh, phenomenal. we've been in the middle of that. And I'm I, I keep telling him I'm gonna just crawl in the corner and cry because I he's my first and he's got everything in and we're just waiting for everything. But then I start thinking about how quickly things are going. And my youngest always likes to say, well, this time next year, he won't be with us. I'm like, don't don't say that. I'm not ready for that. So um, I just guess I, I think that I just never thought that this day would come where they're getting ready. And we've just done the best that we can to raise raise them the best we can and and model citizens. Yeah. I mean, they're great kids. They are great kids. Yeah. They've been at all of our youth ambassador events that we've hosted in the last year and contributed fabulously. But aren't you so proud? Oh, I'm You've so proud. You've led by example. And I know you mentor a lot of people and always say, you know, you lead by example and you, you know, lift each other up and stuff. But you've started, that truly started in your family. Absolutely. And now you've got one that's growing his wings and he's going to so be exciting. flying off. Oh, he says, well, I talk about lifting others as we climb, right? But also being a working mom, you know, people are like, why do you work? And, and the reality is it, it makes me a better mom because I work. And I want my kids to see what hard work can bring and what work ethic looks like and grit and determination and not giving up. And uh, I think they're all a bunch of little negotiators just watching me grow up in the business. But I want them to see mom working hard. And it's fine to be able to have days where you're going to do something else and you're just not really working. But that's I, I just that's how I operate. And my kids, I see that in them. And that's what works for our family. Well, and you have a fantastic partner. I mean, I know Wes is always behind you. And Matt's always told me and, and to tell me if this is true for you, too. He's always like, you are teaching them just by doing you. Right. So don't stop. Just I need to always remember to support you and have your back. And I think that's part of it. Like you always need somebody supporting you as well. Like the mom needs some support system also, you know what I mean, to remind you, because we do have those moments, those vulnerable moments where you're just like, wow, my kids need me. I have this going on my business. And you have to stop, drop and check real quick on how you're going to manage it. And ultimately, your family's number one, your health. I mean, your family and your health are ultimate. Right. Um, you can't be productive in business without their support, their love and the health. No, my, fa my family's my world. And if yeah. my family's fractured or there's something going on there, then everything else is thrown off balance. And I do have a lot of support. Um, I'm very, very blessed. My husband is a huge support system. And uh, he likes to tell everybody he's the trophy husband or arm candy, as he likes to put oh, it to you. Go. So, uh, <laughs> okay, okay. But um, I also have support at home. I have, as far as help around the house, I have you know, in business, I have a lot of support. I have my my team. I have my assistants, um, Kay. I have Jen. I have others that are just all helping us build, and and all that comes together. And it just doesn't. Um, it just it, it's just not one thing or one person. It just all has to be 
working harmoniously, if you will. But my my family is definitely key. Um, my kids, yeah, being a role model is great because I want to raise smart, strong, compassionate kids that become smart, strong, compassionate adults in this world. And we share that with them now. I mean, our business is remote. Let's talk about it. I mean, we're at a digital global brokerage. And so we are operating our business all over the place. We're not going to an office. Right. Um, and so they get to see that firsthand, which I also think is really powerful because the reality that they see on the media and on social media and in ads and magazines and stuff like that paints this like, you know, perfect picture and th- having them see like really behind the scenes right. footage gives them that advantage and that preparation for life too, which is what I've embraced in the last few years is really letting them hear our meetings and see what we're doing and respect that I'm there and have patience and ask me questions after. Yeah. And seeing know? our failures. Yes. Right. And that's the other thing to your point. The media makes everything look perfect. But then behind the scenes, your family's seeing the struggles and the challenges that come up. They're hearing the conversations and they're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. So then they can apply it to whatever's going on in their life. Yeah. My daughter's advocating for herself this right. year. She realized the importance of relationships with her teachers and she's built those and she's having a totally different experience. And I that comes from our collaboration. Like yeah. she listens to all of our masterminds when she's around and stuff. And she realizes the power of communication and community, yeah. you know, um, it's fine. been cool. So talking about community, we have groups that you have invited me into and networks that you have been a part of creating that are huge. Like when I say people get on and they're part of like a Facebook group or whatever, there's a a thousand or this and that, but we have two groups in particular and three, you reminded me of another one before we started recording that you've been instrumental in forming and creating from the, you know, the start. So one of them is family tree. Another one is the tribe and then lead hership also. Um, and that doesn't even go into Workly Give when you were bringing people together during that time when Workly Give was doing their quarterly thing. So talk about, you know, when those started and what those mean to you now, because I know they're all very different. Right. But I mean, you didn't get into real estate to grow, you know, eight, 10,000 person groups, right? Of right. Collaboration. So when that started to now, like, give, give us a little. You know, I always talk about the rooms you in, the rooms that you're in matter. Yeah. And if you're not in the right rooms and move rooms, and if there's not a room to move in, then create one. Uh, and so as I would look around and as we were growing within my business and within our company and our organization, and not only one state, but two, like community and collaboration is huge for me. And I was missing that in a lot of ways. And I never wanted anybody to feel that way. Yeah. And so, I mean, Family Tree is a great example. We had four of us that were completely different states, completely different businesses, completely different personalities, right? It was me and three of these guys that are very strong, uh, incredible, incredible people, but we were so different and I learned so much from them. And all four of us thought, oh, we all bring different gifts to the table. We bring strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and all these other things. What if we brought this together? Because if we're looking for this this collaboration and the this- Innovation. Yeah, yeah, if we're looking for this information and we're not finding it anywhere else, well, maybe others are looking for the same. And so we brought us all together collaboratively, just organically. That's what I love. It, anything that is organic or authentic to who you are, it's there's a reason behind it. And people are going to see the passion and they want to be a part of it. And so Family Tree is 10,000 
people strong, 10,000 people collaborating, collaborating that organically came together, right? No promise, no payment, no anything. It's like, where, where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? What can you provide? And we're also lifting other people that are like, oh, I don't really have any value to add. Yeah, actually you do. So sometimes you have to have people in your world that are believing in you more than you believe in yourself. And Family Tree brought that together. And so 10,000 people and everybody's collaborating, learning on a daily basis. This is not just a once a month and time thing. And you as the four founders or four original organizations that decided to join each other, provide different um, different feedback and different ad, like parts of our business to Absolutely. share with their groups. So it's been really neat being a part of it since I've been there for the last couple of years. Um, having the different, um, I'm going to call them leaders, per- the right? The personalities come on when they're on and they're firing, they're active in family tree. And when you're busy and you're on traveling and you're speaking, you know, at your engagements and stuff, and we're watching you touch other people in person, they're there firing off in family tree, sharing, yeah. you know, what's what's fueling them right now, what's happening in their business. So it's well, been pretty cool. What's been really fun for me to watch is, yes, the four of us were doing this all the time and it was always us. And then what's really fun is to step back and lead from behind. And so now we're elevating other people that they're finding their voice, they're finding their confidence. And when you find your voice and your confidence in your in yourself, then that cascades to so many other things. It cascades to your family, it cascades to your community, to your business. And so that's what's been really fun in, in that environment. And I'm super blessed to, um, I don't even say I had a big part of it. It's just people join people and they all come together uh, and everybody wins. And then from there you started Lead Hership which has uh, been great. Fearlessly Authentic Women. Fearlessly in, Authentic Women. Yeah, in real estate. And that was just us coming together because there's, you know, we're in real estate and there's 65% of women are are the real estate agents, right? It's like, where are the voices? Where is the, you know, where are the voices that come together and the the strength? Because I know we have a lot of strength, but we weren't all coming together and Just really- Just like everybody dresses differently. Everybody does runs their yeah. business differently. And 65% of an industry yeah. that's female dominated, the women need to talk about what they're doing and share playbooks a little bit or success stories or triumphs and you know, yeah. what I mean? tribulations. Or when you're a leader, sometimes you're on an island or you feel like you're at the top and nobody's really around that you can, because as a leader, you don't want to show weakness necessarily, although vulnerability is a strength, but you're always leading. So what's really nice and what this group was about is all of us coming back going, okay, I'm spent because we're pouring into everybody else's cup all the time. Who's pouring into ours? Because we have to fill our cups. And so that's really what that organization was where it it didn't matter what brokerage you're you're at. It doesn't matter you know, what state you're in. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Um, let's all fill each other's cup. And so from that, we did that virtually. Uh, we do that monthly now. And it's just really fun to see how that cascades into other markets. Yeah. No, it's been great. It started during the pandemic, correct? Virtually. Virtually. Yeah. Wonderful. And then we have, I'm just going to touch on each one. Then yeah. we have the tribe. Yeah, Which the again, tribe. Yeah, the tribe is just another organization where we thousands of people, thousands of people. Yeah, we have um, probably about twelve thousand in that one, and it's just it's again just different people in needing different environments and needing different rooms. And and what's funny is they're all in all of the groups. Yeah, but they're just getting different things from each one, and so inspiring um, one another. Yeah, I mean they're super inspirational. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they I have mean, a fire and an energy, and they have talents like in systems and procedures that like you and I, we're always like, ah, we're yeah, not really that good at that stuff. But they're always willing to share 
how and what and, and why they're running around dancing and laughing because oh. they're so good at things that we're not, you know? Their energy is off the charts, but it it's it's infectious. It is right? infectious. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I can do anything. I can ro- run through a wall. And I connect with them every morning. And so we're all in those groups as well. And so it's just, again, you never know what somebody's going through, what they're needing. And especially when I'm speaking around the country, I don't know what I'm going, who I'm going to touch or who's going, you know, to hear something that needed, that they needed to hear that day. And they all come back and the feedback that we get, I was like, wow, I, I don't know what I'm doing or what I'm saying. And it's not about me. Because you're it's always a- active. You are always yeah. active in these platforms. And I know you take tech breaks and I know you step away for bits of time. But you are always the first one to respond. If somebody has a question and they need, they need a referral or they need a resource somewhere, you know exactly who to connect them I'm with. I'm a connector. Yeah, you are a major yeah. connector. So when I say she's in these organizations that have 10,000, 12,000, um, Fearlessly Authentic Women has, I don't I even know, know, thousands. When somebody poses a question, it's nine times out of 10, Elizabeth has the person they need to contact to get the answer to it or she's putting an answer in there. Yeah. So are you using dictation on your phone? Are you constantly like this? <laughs> I, I try, but it drives me nuts when it comes yeah. across wrong. And I'm like, I don't even know what it just sent. So I, I just, no, I text a lot. Um, yeah. I just want to be really responsive. I want to treat people like I want to be treated. Yep. If I need something, it's not just something casual. And so I want to be responsive. And so, no, I'm always on my phone constantly. You are always I'm on I'm trying phone. to do better with that. Uh, I, I shouldn't say try. She does but, put her phone down when we get on flights. So we have had fun on flights, yeah. especially ones that don't have Wi-Fi. Right. Um, we especially put our the phones ones without. down and we talk. And with <laughs> family. I mean, at dinner, because what's happening to you your time point, block your day. This um, is another I'm, mom, you know, tip and trick, yes. working mom tip and trick. You block your calendar. I block every my day. calendar. Yes, because you have to. Otherwise, your calendar is going to control you and your schedule is going to control you. And so um, I block my calendar in the mornings. I mean, my husband takes the kids to school for me, but I still block it because I'm up with them, getting them ready, starting their day off. And I don't want to be focusing on my phone or business when I should be focusing on what's most important to me. Right. And then because there's plenty of time during the day. And then in the afternoon, I block it, too. And and here's the reality. People don't need to know when I'm doing something with my my kids, right? It's blocked because that's what's important to me. You show me your calendar, you're going to show me what's important. And so time blocking is not something I used to do. It's only been the last few years. It has changed the game. Um, but also when I'm with my family or with my friends, putting my phone away. And it's so hard because we're so... You do want to be so responsive, and and are you going to take it out to document you're with them because oh, yeah. you're also really good at that, yeah. Um, or I like to document a lot of stuff. We both do, I'm, and so then you yeah, take it out to like document something, and you're like, ah, you see the messages. So you yeah. have to kind of yeah, it can control you. So yeah. it's, I mean, we're all failing forward, and it's you know, it's it just takes some time, and and um, it, and it works out eventually. So she's been part of collaborating with these awesome groups and we've talked about that but she's also earned a title elizabeth you have a title oh i have a title and it's queen e and (laughs) some people only call you queen e but when did queen e start start you know this and did it catch you like were you like whoa totally that's like an honor it's an honor it's a total honor and it it totally caught me off guard though i was like uh no 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 but um so Queenie, it kind of started because I've been at our company early, early, early on. Um, they People say, oh my gosh, you had this big vision and you did all these things and you saw what was coming. I had no idea. But here's, it comes back to joining people. People join people. And I really love the people that were doing 
these really cool things that I wanted to be a part of it. And and so early on, I joined this company and now we've gone to, you know, 90,000 agents globally. Well, they all really see me as what they were calling me for a while was the grandmother. And I was like, hold on, time out. <laughs> I did not uh, know that. I don't want to be the grandmother or whatever. No, thank you. But um, we were in, it was right after COVID. We were in, or maybe it was right before COVID. We were in Phoenix, Arizona, and I was speaking at an event. And I was speaking at an event, and it was one of my first ones, and I was completely in my head. And I, I said, I don't really have anything to share or give. And I had some people that believed in me saying, absolutely, you have so much work. We want you on our stage. You're going to be on our stage. And I did it for them. Um, but in reality, I, I got so much out of that. But right before I went on the stage, um, Kurt Schuwal out of Michigan said, it was introducing me. And he said, this is Queen Elizabeth. And so he would call me Queen Elizabeth. And I was like, Queen Elizabeth, I mean, I kind of ducked down because that was so uncomfortable for me because I am, I, I kind of, lead, like I said, I lead from the back. Um, if you know the disc profile, I'm a high, high S. Um, I'm much more of an introvert than people think I am. And so having that attention on me was uncomfortable, right? Yeah. But on the other side of, of being uncomfortable is growth. So, you know, you've got to look at it that way. And then Terrence Murphy, who's one of my dearest partners, and I adore him, and he's one of the leaders of the tribe. Um, he just started calling me Queenie, and he'd call me the busy bumblebee for a long time, and Queenie the busy bumblebee. So, um, you know, a couple of people that just love on me and believe in me just started calling me Queenie. And now, literally from stages and the people you've never met they're like queenie queenie they all call me queenie. queenie so yeah i'm queen elizabeth or queenie and now it's endearing i i it is yeah it's definitely an honor but it took me it took me back for a little bit yeah yeah um so i told her before she came on we're gonna do like a fun little fire round let's do it because these are just kind of like fun questions that i think people see you buzz around and I don't like using the B word and saying busy because you're impacting, you're growing your community, you're touching people, you're mentoring and leading. Um, but like, what's the number one thing you do when you get back from a trip? And sometimes I know you're only home for 12 hours, 24 hours, but like you wheel in the door, like what's the first thing you like to do? What's like, you know, my husband used to travel internationally all the time for his job. And I was always at home. And my my little one not so long ago told me, she's like, you know, and my, and my husband's retired now, so he's home a lot more. Um, but it allows me to do the things I want to do that I haven't been able to do, right? So I'm, yeah. it's it's a catch-22 because I'm following my passion um, and and I love it so much. But at the same time, but it's you a know, buzz. It, you're buzzing when you're going and yeah. you're, in, you're mentoring people and you're, you know, you're, on these, you're talking and then you're coming home. And, and you we have talk to be about on. when, you yeah. know what I mean? And so she was like, I didn't know that we were going to swap you for dad and you're gone all the time. And so I've really taken that to heart that when I come home, I need to be home. I need to be present. So when I get home, usually I'm like, hi, you know, see everybody. And I, I take the time to go talk to each one of them. Like, how was how was your day? What have I missed? What's going on? And just really building they that relationship. Like that touch. What I need noticed that mom is the, yeah, it's the mom time, but it's that touch. Yeah. Like I've never been so physically like affectionate with my kids. I mean, I'm a great mom, but like in terms of going out of my way to make sure I just stand in the kitchen and hug them for a little bit well, and, and it, just smell their hair and just oh, breathe with them. And that just love re it. it's kind of reengages us and resets us. Well, but all four of mine are so different. So yeah. two of mine are great with touch. Yeah. Right. Two of them. Not so much. So you got to figure out what their love language is. Yep. Like my two younger ones. Oh, my gosh. They'll just cuddle with me all day long. And, and I love that. But um, I just go spend time with them. And then figure out what we want to do. Do we want to go to dinner as a family? Or do we want to make something as a family? Or do we want to just cuddle up on the couch and just watch movies? And just take that time that I have with them to to make those memories and just soak it all in. So it just depends on 
how long I've gone or what's going on. Because again, they're very four, they're four very, very busy kids in, in sports and activities and everything else. So sometimes, you know, we're just ships passing, but um, I just want to take all those opportunities to to love, love on them as much as I can. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So important. It makes everything worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah, when so you get fun. that love. Yeah. And I know how you are with your girls and it's just like, oh, it's the best thing. It right? is. So. It is. I get sad sometimes when I don't get to like say goodnight to him when I'm gone and stuff like those little key moments too, of like checking in, in the morning and checking in at the end of the day. Yeah. Whether, you know what I mean? I'm sending them to school or it's a phone call before they leave for school because I'm somewhere else. Yeah. So um, yeah, we definitely have good a good relationship and we have to make sure we nurture that like whenever Matt and I land back at home. Cause well, there's so many external influences yep. that, you know, I want our family to be and we're not perfect by any means, but I want them to know this is my safe haven. This is what's going to keep me on the right path because it's so easy. If you're not present, somebody else will be. And I, I when I think about that, it's it's not okay. I love being a mom. Yep. I love being a wife. I love having my family. And I don't want anybody else to interfere with that. Girl, if we made that. the kids sit and watch like a cheesy Christmas Hallmark movie last night and they're like, one of them wouldn't sit by us like, Matt and I looked at each other. I'm like, okay, let's go. We're going to beg them until we each get one right here sitting with us. We've been gone for a week. Like we have to get that. And then it was just, they smelted right in. But yeah, it's those like fun, little unique times you get um, outside of the normal routine, right? Because we all have a crazy normal routine. What is a life motto or mantra that you use? And if you have a couple, that's fine too. Yeah. But so in business and in my life, and I say it a lot of times as a reminder to myself, um, but I always talk about comparison kills joy, right? Because again, there's so many external influences and, and we can look at social media or we can Pressure look at- and- Yeah, and other people up on stages or other people's businesses. And, you know, that's not who I am. But then you start comparing yourself to somebody and you're like, oh, I'm not doing enough or I'm not enough. Or, you know, the reality is I am enough. I am enough. And I want people to to know that, especially in whatever they're doing. Now, if you're talking, I tell my kids this too, but- with my kids, I think the motto is more like, um, you know, the sooner we do this, the sooner we're done. I mean, that's go. been my motto lately because everything's a complaint or all four of them aren't on the same page or trying to get them all to just take one picture. I'm like, the sooner we do this, the sooner we're done. So I find myself saying that a whole lot more, but I would say overall it's comparison kills joy. I love that because it's so true. Yeah. And you can catch yourself and reset with that. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Right. Um. What else about your fun experiences that you've had recently? What's like, let's see, we talked about travel, we talked about family, we talked about you're bringing people together. You're going to be with your family through the holidays, I'm quite certain. What do you want your legacy to be, Elizabeth? You know, I just... You've been at EXP for eight and a half eight years. Eight and a half years. I know, right? And... Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like eight and a half years, right? When you are doing something you love, it's not a job and it just flies by. Right. So um, I, I don't know what I, I've never really thought about my legacy so much. I just take one day at a time. Sometimes with my calendar, I just take one hour at a time. But, you know, with my family, I just, again, want to create environments and memories and so much love within our family um, that, you know, my my kids just are such amazing uh, people in their communities and in their lives and in their families in the future. Right. And, and that we're always so tight knit. That's what I really, really want. And you know, I'm, I'm creating some things now that's going to set them up for success later, but quite frankly, they don't even know about it. And because I want them to work and appreciate things in a different way than just being given 
Right? Absolutely. So my legacy, I, I want to create a legacy that spans not just past me, but past my kids and past you know, their kids and their kids and their kids. And it's and break the generational sin, if you will. And of those the of you that know Elizabeth, she's well on her way to do this because she did um, make big, bold decisions when she was in the room with the right people and, you know, changed her brokerage eight years ago. And, yeah, but you it, know, but I didn't you're know already what I was making, doing. I know, but mm-hmm. like, I didn't know what I was doing by joining a digital global brokerage two years ago. Right. And I sit and I look at certain parts of my business that I don't need to monitor and I don't need to track. It's my company showing me their support. Right. And that, I mean, when I talk about the rev share and we talk about our um, agent equity and I just do my business, I love what I do and I do it different than anybody else does it. And, you know, I've been doing it for 20 years, but those key components from the last two years that I just knew were there and I knew they were happening. And then I look back at them, say, when my business is a little bit slower because the market's changing or anything like that. And I go, wow, that brings it full circle. Yeah. Because you were setting yourself up for success when you didn't even realize you were doing exactly. that. Exactly. And for me, I mean, it's funny. People are like, well, you took a big risk early on. And I said, I didn't take a risk. The risk was staying where I was. I was bored. I was uninspired. I was you know, not living my best life. And I'm blessed to have the opportunities that I have. And and on the other side of, I was content. Yeah. But that's not good. I don't want to be content, right? I was talking from the stage the other day that what happens when you have radical contentment? It leads to radical generosity, right? And being just content and bored and uninspired, nobody's going to win. So I had to make a move. And on the other side of fear, on the other side of contentment is growth. Yep. And so for me, that worked, and I just didn't want to be bored. I just don't. I don't sit well. We've already ex- experienced I mean, it's that. Happened. But I mean, I've felt it before in my business, and so I can speak from experience. And I, I, I am not a sales person in terms of whatever. I share my story, and my story was: I've been in an industry for twenty years. And when I hit my thirteen-year mark or my eleven-year mark, I was like, okay, I'm going to get my broker's license. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm going to start my own brokerage. And I didn't know what that was going to be like being the broker and being here and not having, you know, like that collaboration I had of being at a brokerage with a bunch of other people and other leaders and stuff like that. And so I got myself really involved with our board and, you know, being on committees and doing things to get that. But it still is very lonely there. It is. And so that's the other cool full circle thing for me is being at an agent-owned brokerage where we're all sharing playbooks and we're all leading and we're all collaborating. Um, I don't feel like there's any one person at the top. You know what no, I mean? I not. feel like everybody is playing together and it's just blowing up. And well, so it's and, so inspiring. And the relationship that, I mean, I was so excited when we were first introduced and we our hit it speed, off. It's our, our speed, speed coffee date. date. The our person that says she never drinks coffee, it was a speed coffee date. Speed coffee date. But we hit it off immediately because I was like, oh my gosh, we're, you know, people join people. But you didn't have an understanding of what you were stepping into it was either. So and new. it was a lot of faith. It was so new compared to how I was doing business and how... I was exposed to the business and what I had seen innovate our business in my market, but it was just, it was a whole new way of looking at it and it was eye-opening. Yeah. So I I think there's so many opportunities, Um, you know, retirement down the road. I don't, I don't think I'd ever retire well. I think my legacy for my family is huge um, for this business. You know, I love being a real estate agent. I love being in transactions. I love uh, serving my clients at the highest level. My business is 100% referral. 
Um, Lux Property Group has been very blessed that, you know, I've got Meredith and Leanne and we've got our our core group. Um, but as far as bigger things, <clears throat> I've really been loving sharing the story. And I mean, it was a whirlwind last week. I was in Detroit and Philadelphia and Toronto and speaking at these events and meeting different people that I didn't have opportunities to know in other settings. And I think my biggest uh, takeaway is that I want to keep doing that. I want to keep growing together and cre- and keep building and talking about what an amazing company this is and an opportunity. But it's, you know, it's really about the personal development, right? We're so much bigger than than the transactions anymore. And so I think I have a responsibility and an opportunity to share that with others. And um, yeah, just taking one day at a time. I agree 100% <laughs> because the sky's the limit. And I think that, you know, it's it's debilitating thinking about retirement and walking away from this fantastic community of professionals because it all helps us. You're a real estate investor. You know what I mean? You're teaching your children about it. Yeah, you know, I'm an angel investor. I'm, I don't call myself a coach, right? But I, I you lead love, by example. You're not a coach. Yeah. You lead by example. You're yeah. not going back every day and building a playbook. Yeah, I don't want to do Nor am I. You know, mm-hmm. as I've grown my team, it's been organically and it's just been, join me. This is what I do. This is what I have to share. Yeah. This is what worked. This is what didn't work. And let's build out your playbook together. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but it's I do not. Work. Yeah, I do not lead like that. I'm like, I shadow, you know, shadow me and learn, you know? Well, and then the friendships and the relationships along the way. And so where, whereas we all used to be competitors or kind of arm's length, mm-hmm. I mean, think about the relationships that we have. Yeah. Think about, you know, the people that have come into our world just because you and I've met, or then I've introduced you to other people and you've introduced me to other people. And it's, I mean, that's, that's what fills my soul. Uh, and, and that's not just the fun going. stuff. Like I think everybody that's listening looks at realtors and they see our marketing and they see how everybody kind of has their own branding and their own style or whatnot. But there is nitty gritty. Like we are constantly learning new contracts, new forms, new ways to um, bring two parties together. Not one transaction's ever the same. We are, you know, therapists in a lot of ways with regards to personalities. But then we're also still trying to continue our education and continue to learn. And so when we're able to lean on each other within the industry and collaborate um, and learn from everybody else's experiences, it's not just to take pictures and videos and selfies and throw it up there and look like we're all hanging out together. We're literally sitting down talking about those authentic, vulnerable moments in our transactions, you know, with our clients so we can each continue to learn and grow. That is our continuing education. Yeah. And figuring out solutions. Yep. Right. I mean, I'm always saying there is a solution. What's the solution? And you do. so uh, I, I do say that. I'm like, I am not going to give up. And then being like to your point, there's people that are, you know, we're the big fish in some circles but we're the tiny fish in others, right? And I don't ever want to be the big fish. No, we're not um, comparing ourselves to that. No, and so I love being in rooms where I'm learning. And so uh, that's been a blessing, just not only from my business, but my personal life as well. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, I love that you came on today so because I know because we do have too much time that goes by. We see each other on camera quite often. I know. I know. We're is... going to change that. We're going to be in person more, you and I. I know. Well, thank you so much for joining me and coming me. on the Work Hard, Smile Large podcast. And as always, we end every episode. Work hard. Smile large. Thank you. Thank you, friend. And there you have it, dear listeners, as we reach the end of this episode, I want to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you. 
Thank you for joining us on this journey, for lending us your ears and your time. Work hard, smile large.